Yeah, there's no pit, there's no picture of me in a bikini on social media because there's no picture of me in a bikini <laughs> at all, ever, anywhere existing in the whole world, and not in anyone's skeleton, not in anyone's cupboard, not on anyone's actual picture that we used to take. It does not exist. I'm a hundred percent certain. There are times where it feels like I'm Tom Hanks on the island and I'm going to get out <laughs> the coconut and start talking to the coconut. Like, I've had a week of annual leave and everybody's like, have you enjoyed your annual leave? I'm like, what? Like, home so, alone? That's so, not really my idea of annual leave. So, you know, on Friday they made a big announcement in New South Wales Health, which was... Yes, that you're an amber alert. In the hospital, amber alert, which means if you're within 1.5 metres of a patient, you as the healthcare person has to wear a mask, the patient has to wear a mask if able, visitors have got to wear a mask and they've got a BYO mask. Now, this is kind of... This is the first time... Alert system? Because I didn't even know the alert system existed. Is the alert system just a New South Welshman thing or is it national? I don't know because it's there's alert systems and there's level fours and it's very confusing. God's sake. It's like the fires all over again. <laughs> like the fires all over again. Could we have a national system? So in a way, New South Wales is behind, right? Because, um, you know, Victorians tell me that you've been wearing masks in the hospitals since for months and you haven't stopped. Oh, uh, look, I think that is very variable. So it really does depend on whether or not you've been in a perceived um initially a perceived hotspot, then a defined hotspot, then an actual hotspot. Because, um, uh, of course, that's variable. Um, so I know that Sunshine Hospital um, uh, or, and Western, which comes under Western Health, have been wearing surgical, all staff have been wearing surgical masks and were issued with um, face shields um, very early on before that area, I think, was formally defined as a hotspot. Um, then, and they're still doing that. Um, the Royal, I think Peter McCallum Cancer Centre um, moved to surgical masks and face shields relatively um, like early for the precinct hospitals. And then the Royal Melbourne Hospital have just moved as well to um, face masks and shields. And they've just changed their overall policy as well, um, where um, any... COVID patient for any any contact at all, um, uh, it's airborne precautions. Um, yeah. so and I'm not clear what's happening for suspected yeah. patients, but I'm not clear what's happening for suspected COVID patients and whether it's the same. Yeah, it's um, in the SMH that Royal Melbourne were doing N95s if you're in, a hot zo- in one of the hot zones, regardless of an aerosol-generating procedure or not. That's what yeah, the SMH not clear- reported. I, I assume the suspected COVID cases are being managed in the hot zone, but I'm not 100% on that. So I, I would assume that's the case. Um, and where I am, we've been wearing face masks in the hospital um, only, like, I think it's been two weeks now. I've been wearing a face mask most of the pandemic. Um, uh so, and obviously since Wednesday night at midnight, uh, everybody in Melbourne is wearing, a, and Mitchell Shire is wearing a face mask and it's being encouraged throughout the rest of Victoria. Yeah. So I reckon you guys are two weeks ahead. So therefore I've, I've gone ahead and purchased some reusable face masks for the family. Look, I think we'll just go back to the red, 
red bra that we were talking about in January. We were joking about it then, but like realistically, the red bra, which like served a purpose during the fires of us creating some jokes, but in actual fact, there's no valves in like a lot. Like it's perfect. It's padded. It must have at least two to three layers. It's got an elastic strap. Yeah. It's got two masks in it. I mean, you can wash you. one. Seriously, yeah. so you just need, you know, the uh, like it's red so you'll stand out. It's stylish. I think, you know, for what was initially a bit of a joke, actually, like we were ahead of our time in discussing the concept of a C or D cup red bra. <laughs> I mean, can you believe, um, you know, 2020, the words, that we, the amount of time we've spent about... Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because the producer has just given us a message that am I aware that the original N95 mask was made by a woman from the bra design? Okay, we were not aware of that. Thank we weren't you. aware of that. Thank you, Great. Mr. Producer. Thanks. Thank you, of Chicken. Now everybody listening knows that too. Awesome. But can you believe, like, this whole year, there are so many things that we've become obsessed about that we had never actually thought about before, like donning and doffing. I remember doffing. I did not know what that was until I saw a video of um, Trauma Gastoc with a video of him doffing at St. Mary's in Paddington. And I was like, what is this crazy procedure? And, you know, hand sanitizing and then gloves and as a gown and then the mask and all this, all of these things we had never really heard of before well I hadn't it's um you know and then mask designs and then you know fluid resistant surgical things and then N95s oh and then I had a bloody I did my first case with a halo mask last week which was noisy made my head hurt hours yeah it's just crazy time I'm just totally I'm just totally sick of all this I just want back to the future that's what I want I want none of this to have ever happened can we do that? I'd love to be able to do that. <laughs> like, you're not living in lockdown. Uh, just, like, yet. You well, might be. But, and I um, I'd love to be able to do that. I'd love to be able to do that for all the people who are out of work. Like, whilst I'm whinging, I'm very yeah. lucky. Um, I'm healthy. I'm safe. My family are healthy and safe at the moment. Um, and uh, I, have a ha- I have a home and I have food and I have a job and I'm getting paid. Um, so, you know, like I, I think, you know, yeah, I would love to be able to wave a magic wand and make it go away, but we can't other than we need to do, you know, it's going to sound a bit, I don't know, people might roll their eyes at me, but we've got to do all the hashtag things, you know, we've got to wash our hands, uh, properly. I really think people need to know how to wash their hands properly. I'm concerned people don't, are not doing that. Like as in before every meal, after you touch things, don't touch your face. If you're going to touch your face or put a mask on and take a mask off. Um, and I'm now on my soapbox, aren't I? Physical distancing, yep. wearing masks. We need to eat biscuits. So you know my mum in New Zealand is distressed because she's not able to see me, kids, etc. So all she's doing, she's like making biscuits. There's so many biscuits. The love is in the biscuits. So many biscuits. Them. So yeah, you you sort of sound you're sounding a little bit like my dear mother who was realizing that no, she's not coming in September because there's no Trans Tasman bubble, and um. You but know. I think, I actually think that's the message we need to be sending, not about the biscuits, but about the bubble. Like we just, I think people will get on board if you say we will open the bubble if we can do this. So you need to do all these things so we can open the bubble. I think people just need to understand what the objective is. And the objective is to be able to open the bubble. 
because we've been so close. I'm a bit worried that Melbourne and Mitchellshire and Victoria are too far gone and you're all going to be in a bubble without us. But I think if people understood that, that concept that, you know, New Zealand have had no case for 84 days and Australia possibly could do the same. If we do that, then we will actually have a travel bubble throughout Australia and with New Zealand. It's not without risk because it's elimination, not eradication. Because without a vaccine and without um, elimination more widely globally, then we constantly are at risk, um, including New Zealand. Um, But, you know... Anyway, so um, the producer has also informed me, us, that it was Sarah Little Turnbull, who was the woman who uh, had the original design for an N95. So that's just awesome. Product designer. We should call them them Little Turnbulls. That would be much cooler. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> are, you, are you gonna are you going to she was born sarah finkelstein in manhattan new york in 1917 there you go let's call them little turnbulls little turnbulls and okay, well, given they given they are called many different things across the world like they're n95s in the u.s but p2s in yeah, yeah. They need Australia and something else in the uk little turnbulls do you think it'll catch up I think it will. We could get it trending. Get mid bikini off and get little turnbulls on. That'll be our objective. Little turnbulls. Sounds <laughs> awesome. Okay. See ya. Cheers, big ears. Bye. Bye.